Whenever you're ready, Dave. God <laughs> damn it, motherfucker. I was in the zone and you took me right out of my cue zone. Buck. Got it. Rambling man, Russell. Hey, yo, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm fucking excellent. Fuck yeah. Fucking excellent. Fucking excellent. Yeah. I like to hear that. Mm-hmm. Also, aka Russell Mania. Oh yeah. Damn right. Uh, he hurt himself. Yeah, I think you okay. I burped. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Right on the podcast. We're doing great already. Uh, this is the DQP Weekly. Yeah. Where we talk about news. Uh-huh. Movie news. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 We're talking about that. We talk about video games. Yeah. Comic books. Mm. Everything. Mm. Everything you think of, we talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> you stop to stare at me. <laughs> Got lost in Russell's eyes. Yeah. Oh, it happens. And a lot. Sparkly birthday That's eyes. Sweet. Birthday. <gasps> oh. Do we shit. sing for Russell? We can't. We can't sing that. Oh yeah. We can make up our own. <laughs> <laughs> it's Russell's birthday. Russell's birthday. It's Russell's birthday. Russell's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Russell. Russell. It's weird how embarrassed I just got. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks. Uh, what are you, 25? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. 25. 36. <laughs> nah, he's 25. 25. And I'm 27. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only 17. <laughs> oh, Dave, I can't hit on you anymore. <laughs> That's right. Oh. <laughs> just, never mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hold on. I'm not Dane Cook. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I mean, you are inviting him to your house. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> and you're being shit. funny, oh, so shit. you're not Dane Cook. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be offended, and then I wanted to high five you. <laughs> uh, wow! <laughs> also, your brother didn't take all your money. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know about that. But anyway. Yeah, Dane Cook thing. Um, first up, we have Correspondence. Yes. Yeah, we do. Sure do. I think we're getting scolded. <laughs> <laughs> this email comes via Bill from Indy. Hey, Bill. He says, you are lying liars who lie. Your pants are on fire and I will hate you forever. Bill from Indy. I... I am not a lying liar who lies. Hey, so Dave. Yeah? We didn't do something yet. Well, what did we do? We were going to watch the musical extravaganza anime. Oh, fuck, we were. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, 
I assume that's what he's upset about. If he's not upset about that, he's upset that you didn't list five trauma movies last week. I'll list ten right now. Um, I regret reminding you. Yeah, this is the ten best trauma movies ever made, according to IMDb. It's supposed to be according to you. It's supposed to be a personal list. Oh, well, I, still... he said the top from Rotten Tomatoes is what he said last. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was from uh, on the top five from Rotten Tomatoes written and produced it under written and produced under trauma. Yeah, well, I couldn't find that. <laughs> but I found the 10 according to IMDb. Okay. We have Father's Day from 2011. Mm-hmm. It's got a 6. Uh, we got Romeo and Juliet from 1996. Do you guys know who the director of that is? No. James Gunn. Uh, the 6.1. Okay, we're what? starting at 6 and going up. All right. I was like, is you didn't know six that? the highest score <laughs> on IMDb? Dave started at 10. Woof. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cool. <laughs> uh, next up is Poultry Geist, The Night of the Chicken Dead from 2006 with 6.1. Okay. Uh, we have Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger 4, mm-hmm. uh, which is a 6.2. Okay. Uh, then we have Terra Firmer from 99, 6.2. Terra Firmer is an excellent movie. Um, then we have the Toxic Avenger at 6.3. Okay. I feel like that should be higher. <laughs> we know you do. Um, yep. Combat Shock from 84, which I talked about. You did. A couple weeks ago. 6.4. That's higher than Toxic? Yep. Okay. Um, this is interesting. Uh, return to Return to Nukem High. AKA volume two for 2017 is at a 6.5. Hmm. Um, then we have from 1989, uh, dialing for dingbats. So <laughs> 7.1. Wow. Uh, then we have mutant blast from 2018 at a 7.3. Huh? That's 10. That was the number one. Yeah. Wow. I thought Classic Newcomb High would be up there. Yeah. That's kind of sad. But yeah, that's according to IMDb, Bill. I think Uh, he was mad about the anime thing. Oh, we should watch that then. Yeah, do you want to take a pause? Yeah, let's pause. I can't believe you guys watched fucking Debbie Does Dallas again. What the fuck is wrong with you? Got him! But... Like it's it's really good on the thirty fourth try. Yeah, <sighs> it grows on you, right? Like, and then like, yeah, kind of really kinda getting into this. Like, like you really get into Debbie's yeah. like motivations. Yeah, and her hopes and her Perceiving dreams. Dick. Yeah, yeah. Like her hopes and her dreams and her wants. Mostly the desires. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a classic. Yeah. You got Citizen Kane. But, Debbie does Dallas. We, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the top two I don't know movies. if I've ever disagreed more, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we should probably watch the anime at some point. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'm not going to say a thing. Or, uh, if, I, if I commit and forget, <laughs> Bill yell at me. <laughs> yes, Russell. What's okay. it called again? Remind me. N-U-O. Okay, I will watch it. N-U hyphen O-H. Okay. Yep. What's it on? Hulu. 
Okay, okay. perfect. I have Hulu. It's on Hulu. Uh, Bill also sent us a dirty limerick. Oh, we asked for those. We did. Yep. He says, P.S. There was once a man from Nantucket with a dick so long he could suck it. He said with a grin as he licked off his chin, if my ear was a cunt, I would fuck it. That's pretty dirty. Yep. I'm gonna wash my mouth out. With your dick? <laughs> no, with no. soap. Yeah, soap. Russell is not from Nantucket. Nope. <laughs> Neither is Dave. Yeah. So we have for correspondence? That is all we have for correspondence. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bill. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after correspondence, we have headlines. Headlines. All right, guys. Oh, boy. On October 3rd, Paramount asked what day it was and then replied by releasing all of Mean Girls on TikTok in 23 individual parts varying between one and 10 minutes a talk. Holy shit. Is it Mean Girls Day? October 3rd is Mean Girls Day, yes. I didn't know it was Mean Girls Day. Is that why all these girls were so mean to me today? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Just thought it was normal everyday normal. life. Yeah, I just thought it was normal. Uh, this has been a quiet trend studios have been experimenting with, releasing whole episodes of shows and other movies through social media apps. Producer Rebecca Green had this to say about Mean Girls on Twitter. As the WGA strike comes to a close, studios find another way not to pay us for our work. And if you think people won't watch the films this way, you're obviously not on TikTok. Oh, fuck. Currently, it remains to be determined how or if studios and streamers will be paying out residuals based on the social media content. Oh, boy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so... So some advertising guy was like, hey... It's almost October 3rd. We should put the whole movie on TikTok. Yeah, be and they're fun. like, that'd be great. It'll increase our streaming numbers on our website or then like on our TikTok and we'll get, you know, stuff from that. That's that's a good idea. And they just did it and they didn't think about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then probably realized with all of all of the positivity that came with it that they could do that and not have to pay anyone. <laughs> the uh the the contracts uh, don't have any social media clauses. Oh my god, <laughs> guys, come on! So, <laughs> here's a new thing. <laughs> Fucking god damn it, Jesus! Okay, cool, sick. You never knew that Mean Girls would ruin all of Hollywood. <laughs> I knew that Mean Girls ruined my life. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These Bean Girl jokes doing anything? Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to softball them in there. I don't know. Not for me, because you're 17. That's true. <sighs> Call back. Anyway, up next on headlines. A few weeks ago, we were... A few weeks ago, we reported that visual effects artists at Marvel Studios had voted to unionize. And it is now official... That Walt Disney Pictures visual effects artists have also voted to unionize. Whoa. We knew it was coming. Yep. Uh, but it is official as of today. So watch for those strikes coming towards, you know, sometime in the next two months. Yeah. You know what the coolest part of the... Well, it's all visual effects artists, so it includes 
It's not just like CGI, so it does include practical effects. Mm. I was going to say, I hope a return to practical effects is what happens, but visual effects artist is all encompassing. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't even like use cap guns or have like blood on stuff most of the time in, in, in movies. They just like CGI it in. Yeah. True. Yeah. So we'll see what happens and how quick that strike happens. Which I imagine it will be pretty quick considering what just happened with the voice actors show and the video game industry. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. You want more good stuff? I got another good stuff. It's just one of this, sure. one of this thing you say it's good stuff, but it's not good stuff. Yeah, it's exactly that. Motherfucker. Uh, Netflix is about to find itself in court over Rebel Moon. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Oh. Evil Genius Games was in the midst of creating a tabletop game for the Upstart franchise when Netflix terminated the contract allegedly without any legitimate basis. So this excerpt is brought to you by The Hollywood Reporter. Alien races and planets were not named or described. Royal characters and their lineages were missing and there was no clear storyline for how the Rebel Moon universe originated. This is stated in the lawsuit. Netflix did not even deliver the plaintiff any official Rebel Moon trademarks or logos. The game maker subsequently supplied all the missing pieces and created a cohesive backstory for the franchise in a world bible, which it handed over to Netflix. Oh my god. Where the script introduced a character as Alien 1, for example, the company created its name, age, and origin, among other things. Snyder and multiple Netflix executives were so enamored with the 228-page World Bible that they indicated substantial elements of it would be incorporated into the franchise, including the film. The game was finished in May. Ugh. Yeah, that's, uh, it's fucked up. Yep. So we back it up to when Rebel Moon was a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It amuses me that... Snyder didn't replace any of the Star Wars stuff. He just took it out. Yeah. And then contracted this company to basically fill in all the pieces that were previously Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way that it's the, the thing is written, it doesn't sound like they uh, did that specifically for that purpose. It's more like they just came through and then they were like, oh. Well, now we don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, like they did the work without being asked to do the work kind of thing. Oh, the Evil Genius Games? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> like, he didn't fill would... it in, but then, like, they were waiting and they're like, we can't wait and deliver on time, so we're just gonna do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that I think there could be a couple interesting scenarios here because um, it it went pretty quick from not being from like being a Star Wars movie to not being a Star Wars movie to yeah. Netflix being like, hey, we want that. Right. So I don't I I mean, I, I I wouldn't even know really where to speculate on why Snyder didn't fill in all of this. Like, obviously, he had to take all the Star Wars stuff out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
So I don't know what kind of timeline he had to fill it all in. Yeah, it's very interesting, the timeline that's involved here. And then, like, they also contract someone to make an RPG, which is very interesting for Netflix to do. Yeah. Um, that that company has done that with movies, though. Sure. Because that's, like, that's kind of their thing. Because I, I think I may have told you, I may have mentioned on the show, because I have some of their stuff. Yeah, you have. Uh they have like the escape for New York license and stuff like that. Right. So that's kind of their yeah. thing is getting licenses for movies. Yeah. Right. That, that was in the article too. It like touted evil genius games as someone who does a lot of licensing work. So, uh, but the reason, so the reason Netflix supposedly, uh, the reason they, I was doing so good. Allegedly, the reason that they, sent the cease and desist and terminated the contract was over evil genius games distributing uh unapproved material at a con which ended up violating their nda mm. but evil genius games is basically calling bullshit on that and taking them to court yeah um so net the original contract was netflix would receive twenty five thousand dollars up front, and then a percentage of residuals on whatever the game made. Mm -hmm. uh, which is, like, a pretty good deal. So $25,000 for licensing and then, like, a percentage of whatever the game ends up making. I mean, it can be a good deal. just depends. Yeah, I don't have a percentage on the residuals. Well, so yeah, the, just... the percentage plus, like, you think about how much of a risk like I mean, obviously, Evil Genius is like a established brand, but yeah, uh, in that community, but um, that's that's still like a big risk for a small game company. Yeah, and know? they're relatively new, I believe. Yeah, so like twenty five thousand dollars when you're talking about Netflix doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking about a small game company, that's like a shitload. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, easily secured for a business with like a good credit and like getting an unsecured loan. Uh, whether or not the twenty five thousand makes or breaks the deal, and whether or not it's yeah. worth it, like I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying, but, like it's 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 yeah. not a lot to Netflix. It's probably a lot to them. And I, I I agree with that. I don't. They're probably not so large that it's not a lot for them. Yeah, it's not Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, which is big. Yeah. Um but they uh oh, the Hasbro. <laughs> they they <yeah>. have money. <laughs> yeah, Evil Genius is Evil Genius's attorney uh believes that they have a substantial case and sure. that they will be able to put it forward and win. Um and there was no at this time there was no comment from Netflix. Yeah. I mean if they like there's all kinds of weird shit going on there because like if they basically substantially uh influenced the movie itself then there's other things that can go on there if they weren't compensated for that <laughs> like yeah there's like all kinds of weird shit going on there yeah and especially if they were like i mean dealing with netflix like it would be wild to me if they were so okay with it they were they were just like well it's gonna do good we're gonna assume it's gonna do good and we'll get our money back on the game instead of asking for part like credits on the movie for coming up with the world building yeah, I mean, they might have just let it go because I don't know. It's 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 the whole thing is interesting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I read about that. Very interesting situation. So we'll see how that plays out. 
try yeah. to keep up with that. But it's also interesting, like, you know, you have to have play tests and stuff for the, because if you're, because like, I know they have other games, but unless they're basing it on one of their established systems, because they do, is it, is it, do they do that, uh, action hero? Uh, everyday heroes. Everyday heroes. Is that yeah. There's okay. So the like the way those work, because I have a couple of those, but they bug, they bugs. are based on that system, right? Yeah, it's all based on that system, but they add a couple of uh, different classes. Yeah, and they had like they add like a a, a couple different like uh that movie exclusive like rules and stuff. sure. Like Skate for New York, they do. Uh, it's called like the crazies. Yeah, it's all the crazy people in New York. Basically, monsters. Yeah. They add like new monsters and new classes and stuff for yeah. the setting. It's basically like campaign setting books. Basically, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. based on a movie license. But I mean, like the way that they talk about this, it almost sounds like a new system. And if it's not a new system, they wrote a lot more for it than they did for those other movie IPs because yeah, they basically wrote the lore of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, which like to me feels like something that should have already been done by Snyder. Yeah. Cuz like I, I don't I I don't like <laughs> I don't know what his writing style is or if he's just like okay, this this none of these characters have names, so they're all just this 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 and this. Alien 1, Alien 2, High Princess 1. Uh, king queen like yeah. this is what they're gonna say this is the story but then like if he didn't like give the world backstory i don't know it kind of makes me i mean if they took a lot of it from the thing from this like world bible that evil genius did and like they do have this whole cohesive story that they incorporated into the movie then that's cool but now i'm kind of worried for the movie because if you wrote the rules for the universe after the movie like you're gonna break them <laughs> well like so the the movie was was already written based on star wars universe and then you just like get rid of that and then yeah re, like backfill it yeah yeah but you can have a wildly different background for the universe and that story still work within it so it's not it's it, yeah it's not necessarily gonna affect the the plot that much but like the background stuff that is talked about could be i I agree with you if you have a writer that is super great at dialogue sure and (laughs) yeah i know i know where you're going it's just like it could work it could still work it could it could it could have been trash before it was made. Like it also might still be trash. Like I've been been way too excited for this movie. (laughs) We'll see. We'll find out. We will. If it ever comes out because now it's going to be stuck in litigation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I I do wonder too, like if they're going to have to push back the release date because of this. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, if it has anything to do with the actual movie, then maybe, but if they're not looking for part of the movie cut, then I doubt it's going to affect the release date. I would definitely be looking for part of the movie cut now. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, we're already in court, so let's renegotiate the contract even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damages or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then Netflix is going to be like, well, we're just going to like take not, a loss on yeah, taxes we're not for not going to fucking movie. put it out. 
the biggest the, Snyder getting fucked again. The biggest <laughs> sci-fi movie that never get, comes out. It's not Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you that's got all. Any more? That's all I got for that one. I got one more headline. All right. Uh, recent court documents from a 2021 case have surfaced. These documents accuse Cher of hiring four men to remove her son, Elijah Blue Almond, from a New York hotel the night before his wedding anniversary. Currently, Elijah is... Fuck? (laughs) Hold on, it gets worse. (laughs) Currently, Elijah is in an addiction treatment facility and has not been allowed to have any communication with his wife for over a year now. Almond had filed for divorce, but during the divorce proceedings, many things... Many things are now being uncovered, and his wife, Marie Angela King, is very concerned for his well-being. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> if only Cher could turn back time. So, <laughs> oh, so Cher, Cher tried to intervene in her son marrying, uh, in her son Elijah marrying Marie before, before they ever got married. And then repeatedly told Marie to stay away from her family. And Elijah has had addiction issues since uh, 2010, 2011. Um, Elijah is also, Elijah Blue Allman is the son of Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers. Okay. Do you mean Allman? Allman. 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 A-L-L-M-A-N. Yeah. You thought he was saying almond? Yeah, I thought he was saying almond. Yeah. I was trying not to say almond. I feel like you did at least once. Yeah. I probably did. I won't deny it. It's recorded. Uh, <laughs> Check the tape! <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, she has, like, interfered throughout this entire marriage, and then her son <sighs> finally does file for divorce. And then ends up in a treatment facility for addiction, which which has merit. But then, like, so his wife, Marie, doesn't even know what facility he's in. Like, all of that, all of this stuff is being kept from her about where he's at. They keep telling her he doesn't have access to a phone and like all this stuff for a year, though, for a year. Yeah, that's nuts that's they have not spoken for a year they've been in the divorce proceedings for two like slightly over two years what were what were what was his drug of choice do you know i do not know that's a year seems like a really long time for uh addiction treatment facility because the one those places are expensive he's the son of Cher, though yeah. And an almond brother. Yeah. An almond son. Uh well the son of an almond brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's that that whole thing sounds like Yeah, that's two wild. women trying to control a man and him just being like caught in between. Yeah. And one is I'd very powerful. Probably do some hard drugs too. <laughs> uh, oh man, my mom was share. I'd be stoked. I love my mom. I'm cool with my mom. But if it was share, I'd be stoked. You say that until you find out share is the like stereotypical pageant mom. Ugh. Oh god, is she? Yeah, and uh, she's like putting you in tutus. I mean, I don't know if she is. I'm, I mean, no. I'm kind of assuming from this court case. Fair, but 
I never liked Cher. Really? Yeah. I like Cher. I don't know her well enough. I've never met her, so I don't know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's good, Russell. Um, yeah, that's all I got for headlines. I just thought that I thought the share thing was fucking wild. Jesus. Yeah, that's nuts. Okay, that's it for headlines. That's it for headlines. Those are good headlines, bud. Thanks, bud. Real thought provoking. Mm. Good. Uh, next about your headlines, we have recommendations. Recommendations. Shane, I believe you have some recommendations. I got one. Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched a few things on Netflix, but I'm only going to talk about one of them. I watched The Big Short uh, yesterday or Monday on Netflix. Uh, 2015 rated R. Um, it's a movie about uh, the. Uh, housing bubble collapse and um, economic troubles that the world, the whole world faced in like 2008, 2007, 2008, and on through like 2010. <laughs> uh, really, at like 2011, 2012, because like I was, I was on, I personally was unemployed for almost two years. Um, okay, wow, partially because of that. Um, hmm. but uh, yeah, it's it's a wild movie, star studded cast. Uh, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It'll also like incredibly increase your distrust of literally everyone. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there's a dollar to be made, everyone will fuck you. Is basically the attitude you will come out of that movie for. <laughs> God damn. I've heard of it. I've never seen it, but it's I've heard good things. Really good. Uh, it kind of takes like a pseudo documentary, documentary, documentary. They sound uh, like me. Style. Uh, <laughs> almost like office feeling. Like, characters break the fourth wall and turn around and talk to the camera. Oh, okay. Uh, there's yeah. several, like, complicated terms that they have celebrity guests explain. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, I'm intrigued. This movie is awesome. It's I'm a, intrigued. It's a really fun movie, but also informative and fucked. Uh, they, they, like will stop and tell you like hey this is dramatized this is what really happened and then other times they'll be like no this part is this actually is, happened this is word for word huh yeah that sounds cool yeah i think i i think i said this when i recommended it because i hadn't watched it and when i watched it for the first time yeah i did like I a year or two fucking, ago i think yeah it was a little while ago i think it might be coming off of netflix though so it was like up on the front page yeah um, so I went ahead and looked this up again because this is, uh, cause so most of the changes to the movie were like personal, like for yeah. characters and like protection and family and stuff or like that. There was one that they, they bring up and it was mostly just to like shorten the story. Yeah. And then there's like a couple things that are, that happen closer together in the movie than what they actually, than how they close did, they yeah. actually happen together. But the movie does have a ninety-one point four percent accuracy rating. Yeah, it's like it is. It is one of the most accurate 
right movies based on real life events yeah all the people like whether they changed names or not were actually involved in this and like all the this the like the explanations of like what happened and what caused um the uh housing bubble to pop that was all accurate and I think yeah. that's a big part of, I mean, that's an extremely important thing to have, right? Like sensationalizing that wasn't necessary. Yeah. Like it, it's and, all legit. Yeah. The people, the people catching it well before yeah. when there was still if time to real. fix it. Like all that's real. Yeah. Like, Cause I've, I've read about, uh, the character that, uh, Christian Bale plays. I've read about him before, uh, because he caught it like two years or more before it happened. Yeah. And he basically told anyone that would listen. Yeah. And then afterwards, yeah. after it hap- after it does happen, he like tries to talk to people about how to prevent it and they won't listen. And then he gets like audited four times and interviewed at his home by the FBI. Whoa. Yeah. Like he basically got like shook down by, by the government because he was trying to help the government prevent it from happening again. Yeah. But they were like, how did you know? And he was like, because you're idiots. Yeah, because the <laughs> numbers are right here. And if you just read the thing yeah. instead and the, of... The other part that's true that I, I thought that I didn't think was true was them going to people's houses and yeah. finding squatters. Yeah. Like, it's fucking nuts. They actually went out and did, like, footwork research. Yeah, and they don't went, show any squatters in the movie. Did, uh, no, the they one, go to that one house. No, the one house was a guy that was renting it, and his landlord hadn't paid for it in over 90 days. Oh, I thought he, like, I thought he backdoor bought it no, super cheap. He was, no, oh, he was okay. renting. Okay. Yeah, and the landlord wasn't paying for it. He was like, I paid my rent, and yeah. what's going to happen? And he's like, you need to call your landlord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, his kid walks up, and his kid's, like, being super cute, and he's like... Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, you should you should definitely call your landlord, bro. Whoa. And then later so, later in the movie, it shows that guy and his family like living out of a van in a fucking gas station parking lot. Jesus, yeah, yeah dude, it's fucking nuts. It's like also brutal. Uh, yeah, I'm intrigued by this movie, dude. It's it's fucking wild and like ninety nine ninety one percent or whatever actually happened. Like all of the worst parts are true. Are true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This says the names of the main characters in the Big Short were changed for personal reasons, but the film is still largely accurate with a ninety one point four percent accuracy rating. Yeah. So the names being changed also detracts from the accuracy rating. From the rating. Yeah. And there's a lot of main characters. Yeah. But huh. it's a great fucking movie, though. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on your no, recommendation. But like Ryan Gosling, uh, uh, fucking, uh, what's his fuck? Uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. We got uh, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt, Rudy Eisenhoff, uh, Casey Groves. I oh, have yeah, fucking Max Greenfield's in it. Yeah. The douchey broker. Marissa Tomei is sort of in it. I mean, I she's actually her. in it. She's just like very small part. I love her. Margot Robbie is in it. So it was funny because I was like scrolling through stuff on Netflix and like the the thumbnail image for it is Margot Robbie in a hot tub. And I was like, 
the fuck? And I like watched the little trailer for it. And then I went like a few more and Wolf on Wall Street is like like four away from it. Oh wow. And it was also Margot Robbie in like a hot tub. <laughs> and I was like, well, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Netflix loves Margot Robbie in hot tubs. I mean, it probably increases the streams on those movies. Yeah. But... Yeah. I just thought it was funny. It's a very good movie. It's funny. It's sad. It's informative. If you live through it and you don't like know exactly what happened, it's it's probably a good idea to watch it. Hmm. But yeah, I, I, I suggest it. Big short. Netflix. Nice. Russell, you finished something on Hulu? Yeah, uh, so I finished Futurama. All ten episodes of the season is out now. Um... Overall, I would give this season probably like an 8 out of 10. Maybe like 7.5, 8, somewhere in there. Most of the episodes most of the episodes fall between a 7 and an 8. And okay. then a couple of the episodes I definitely would give an 8 to. Uh, there's, an, there's a whole episode making fun of Amazon, and it's really good. Uh, hmm. And then the last episode are both like 8.5s. Um, hmm. and there's another episode I liked more toward the beginning of the series, but I watched it, I watched it almost every week as it was coming out. So I don't super remember what order they're in. Um, but yeah, uh, if you haven't watched the new Futurama s- season yet, uh, it's pretty good. Um, I really enjoyed it. it. It, I mean, it's Futurama and it has all the beats, like all the goofy slapstick nonsense, the super dumb jokes that are funny because they're so dumb and my then, favorite jokes yeah like all <laughs> the fucking zoidberg stuff um whoa, 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 whoa. yeah and then the 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 series this, this season ends very weirdly but it ends i like the ending but it's good stuff um so i definitely recommend that if, if you haven't watched that yet cool i'll check that out because i i watch a shit ton of futurama back yeah. in the day yeah dude it, i mean it's it's worth it's worth watching like if you mm. like any Futurama, like theoretically you'll like this. I'll have to watch it that. It doesn't feel like a whole different show or anything. I need to watch that, and I still have to watch the newest season of What We Do in the Shadows. I heard that's really good as mm. well. I've caught a couple of episodes of that. I don't know. I think it was old stuff that Nathan started watching it. It's a really good show. You should watch that. I thought it was pretty funny. What is What We Do in the Shadows on? Hulu oh, as okay. well. I don't have Hulu anymore. I canceled almost everything. Mm. Well, if you ever get Hulu again, I recommend that. And Futurama. Yeah. I mean, I like Futurama. I've seen a lot of it. Maybe most of it. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't don't remember where... What I've seen and what I haven't. It's been so long. Uh, Dave, you had a weird maybe recommendation? Yeah, I don't know if I call this a recommendation. <laughs> but it's something I watched that I needed to talk about. Okay. Uh, so I have a buddy of mine who is actually teaching a college-level class on uh, bad movies. Okay. So obviously I'm very intrigued. Yeah. And so he was telling me what he was watching, like what movies are watching. And I hung out with him last weekend. Did you tell him to listen to our podcast where we talk about movies? I have. Oh, okay. He may not probably not listen to it. Cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I went to his house. And we watched a movie outside. 
we watched Scary Movie. Oh yeah, in yeah. honor of the spooky season. Yeah, which I haven't seen since I was like young. Yeah, when it like came out. Yeah. Oh, like actual Scary Movie. The scary, the first uh, Scary Movie. Yeah, it's still funny. Sure. It's dumb as hell, but it's still great. I've seen a lot of clips from it recently. Yeah, because it's spooky season. Yeah. But after you watch that, we were talking. He's like, well, we should watch something else. He was early. And um, he mentioned that he has several Neil Breen movies. Okay. Do you guys know who Neil Breen is? Nope. Uh, I was familiar with him a little bit, but not much. And um, <clears throat> he had his movie Double Down from 2005. Okay. Uh, apparently you can't find it anywhere now, Neil, because like only way to get Neil Breen movies was through Neil Breen's website. Oh, you could only buy it through Neil Breen. Sure. Uh, but he started removing his old movies, so you can't find them anywhere now. Okay. Uh, but Neil Breen is very similar to Tommy Wiseau. Oh God, who did the room? Yeah, Uh-oh. like this very eccentric filmmaker. Uh, so Neil Breen uh is the director. He's the writer. He's the actor, um, editor. The editor. He's everything. Okay. There is a couple people in his movie. Yeah. But um, <laughs> usually, it mostly it's just him. So I'm just gonna read what IMDb IMDb says the synopsis is of the movie. Uh huh. Then I'll tell you how I didn't get that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, the synopsis says a brilliant computer loner seizes Las Vegas and its terrorist attack while fighting against his fits of clinical depression and obsession for romance and death. That's the synopsis. He, he does what to Las Vegas? A brilliant computer loner seizes Las Vegas and its terrorist attack. There's a terrorist attack. Okay. That seizes. Um, yeah, I didn't get that. Okay. So the whole mo- mo- mainly of the movie is him in the desert, uh-huh. climbing rocks. Uh-huh. There is an unbelievable amount of him just climbing red rocks throughout the whole fucking movie, and then it cuts to the same shot of him because he's this like brilliant computer hacker, covert agent guy. The first ten minutes of the movie is just narration by Neil Brain about his how his character is the best person ever. Like, what he's this, like, fuck? super covert agent spy hacker guy who also, like, does hits, you know, is a hitman for hire sometimes if it needs to happen. It's, it is, that's the first 10 minutes of the movie. It's just narration over the desert and him climbing rocks. Okay. And then there's a scene that happens, like, 10 times through the movie of him in his car with three laptops that are clearly <laughs> not plugged in or turned on. And he's just like and he's just smashing like the keys. Smashing keys to one, and then he switches to another one, and switches to the other ones on his lap, and then pulls out a flip phone, hits on that for a while, closes that, pulls out a different flip phone, closes, <laughs> pounds on that, closes that. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds wildly horrible. It is awful, but I could not look away. I I just had to watch this whole movie, this hour and 43 minute movie. Oh my God. Uh, there's some of the most, like, most ridiculous dialogue and scenes. Um, there's like this weird flashback where he talks about how he was like engaged with this girl and they were good to get married. And then she, and they're like naked in a hot tub together and he proposes to her. And then she gets shot. 
Uh-huh. Then she gets shot and uh she like falls faceboard in the pool. So like it's just like her laying there in the pool, no blood or anything, and it pans to him like looking upset, and then it pans back to her, and he is laying next to her, face down with his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It is the wildest shit. And he has like six other movies. And they're all kind of like this. Okay. Yeah. Did you pull up a picture of Neil Brain? Is that what you showed? Yeah. <laughs> Show I, showed, there's, I showed him a picture of him with his like hands up and there's like That's blood the on scene. his face and yeah. blood on his hands. That's the scene. And then there's this other strange screenshot of him like screaming and holding a woman. And they both look naked. Yeah, that's the same movie. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. What is, the fuck? And, like, these movies made it to, like, theaters. Not big theaters, but they made it to theaters. Well, like, international release. theaters, too. <sighs> he is apparently... He loaded? I think so. Okay. Very much the Tommy Wiseau thing. Who's all, Tommy's also loaded. How? No one knows. That's the mystery of Tommy. Uh, my buddy was also saying that apparently he has a six-hour movie uh, workshop video. Oh, where he like teaches you how teach to teach you how movie. to like make movies and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, we should be watching that. Oh my god! It's called Neil Breen Five Feature Film Retrospective, five hours and forty minutes. No. <laughs> Can't. Oh, here you go. Architect turned filmmaker Neil Breen, a god in his own right, <laughs> humbly shares his professional movie knowledge along with how he was able to write, shoot, edit, produce, direct, act, and self-fund five theatrical independent feature films. I'm going to watch this. That. He wrote that himself. Yeah, but I'm going to oh, yeah. watch this. Please don't. Good luck. Well, then I'm going to make a movie. Please don't. <laughs> you should at least watch Double Down. Or as much as you can stand of it. I mean, that is the thing you're supposed to do. You're supposed to watch bad stuff and good stuff. Yeah. But I just had to talk about it. It was one of the... I've seen The Room. I've seen Samurai Cop. I've seen like these like iconic bad movies. Sure. And I've always heard of Neil Breen. Yeah. As just being this wild ass dude who's made all these movies. So like, I had to watch at least one of his movies. Sure. Have you watched Rubber? Yes. You're the only other person I know that's watched Rubber. Really? Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I watch bad shit, dog. Well, yeah, but Rubber's not bad. I mean, it's not bad, but it's weird. Well, it's weird. It's real weird. It's about a tire that blows people up. No, I know what it's about. He knows. <laughs> he wouldn't watch it with me. <laughs> but yeah, Double Down, Neil Breen. If you could find it, watch it. Sure. <laughs> Or not. Uh, so, yeah, that wasn't really a recommendation. Just I had to talk about it. I had to yeah, get it yeah, off yeah. my chest. Yeah. You had no, to share. I, I get it. Yeah. We're here for you. Also, there's a scene where he mentions that he just eats tuna, and it pans to him driving with just an open can of tuna that he's trying to eat, and then it pans down, and he just has tuna all over his legs and stuff and his chair. <laughs> so, is it supposed to be funny? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Oh my god. And then like he opens his trunk later and there's just a box full of empty tuna cans. That would smell so bad. Yeah. You gotta get rid of those, bud. Yeah, he lives in his car because he's a brilliant hacker. 
Uh-huh. Okay. So brilliant, he doesn't need an internet connection. Damn right. Yeah. Or, or or electricity. Yeah. What the fuck? Dude, it's wild, man. Okay. That's all I had for that. Yeah. Uh I I I have another segment I would like to do. Do it. Uh do it. This is going to be uh, Shane's Honest 180-hour Starfield review. Okay, I'm not editing 180 hours, Shane. The review isn't 180 hours. Okay. I've, I've, played, I've played like around 180 hours of the game. Oh, okay. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. Proceed. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me look here. Let me do the... Yeah, it's it's pretty close to 180. I think it's like 170 something. Um, that's so much. Yeah, on one character, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's got to do with some stuff I'm not going to talk about in the game. But um, so I I think it's a I think Starfield is a good game. Uh, and I think if you like Bethesda games. Uh, like if you liked Skyrim, if you liked like Fallout, uh, four through three, um, you'll enjoy it. Um, but it does have issues. Uh, there are bugs in it. It's not nearly as bad as like, uh, Fallout three or New Vegas or Fallout four or Cyberpunk when it came out. It's not like that. Most of them are not game breaking, though. I I haven't in, encountered any game breaking bugs. Uh, I know Bill from Indie ran into one where he couldn't complete like a whole faction quest line. Oh, uh, he he started one, and then where he started it at, a story element happened in the city that you started in, and it like bugs out all of the people in the city. Whoa. Uh and he like couldn't complete the quest anymore. So then he just couldn't he com- couldn't complete the part that he was on. So then he just couldn't move forward in it. Um so like a whole faction quest was cut off from him. Whoa, okay. Um which is pretty bad. Uh and that's like a known issue. Hopefully they fix that soon. So like there are bugs and there are some f- kind of serious bugs but that's kind of the least of the problems that it has there are a lot of features that have been in previous titles that were uh similar games like i talked about skyrim and fallout and stuff yeah that are not fully implemented it's almost like they're partially implemented in this game uh so there's a big there's kind of a big uh like emphasis on crafting but you can't craft whole items um and the so like a lot of it is modifying existing items but then modifying those existing items you can't take those mods off and then put them on other items Hmm. uh which you could do in new vegas and in four uh fallout four i i don't you couldn't do it in uh uh, Skyrim, because Skyrim, it was like you were enchanting stuff. Right. Or like changing the material it was made out of. But like in Starfield, you're like, I've got a gun and I want to put a long barrel on it. So like it would 
you know, make sense that you could take that long barrel off of that uh, revolver and put it on a better version of the same revolver. Right. You can't do that. Really? Yeah. I haven't got that far. Yeah, so, like, that kind of sucks. Um, but it's not that big a deal, but it is, it's, it's weird that, like, these systems existed in previous titles from the same company, and now they're absent. There's other stuff that's similar. Like, you can't break down junk items. Uh, there's just, like, there is so much, uh, basically, scatter terrain everywhere. Like, cups and paper and pens and, like, uh, like screwdriver impact wrenches and wrenches and hammers and... Half-eaten like sandwiches. Half-eaten sandwiches. Well, like, the half-eaten sandwiches you can eat. Right. But, like, they're a food item. But there's... I'm gonna get to the food items in a second. Uh, but, like, there's just all this stuff laying around everywhere that you can pick up. And it's not really worth anything. You can't really sell it to a... You can sell it en masse to a vendor and make a little bit of money. Right. But it's not worth the weight of it when, you know, you have, you're dealing with uh, inventory management with, like, encumbrance and stuff. In previous titles, you could take some of that stuff and you could break it down and get, uh, like, base crafting components from it. And you can't do that in this game. Which is odd. There is a lot a focus on getting materials from uh, mining and uh, like farming and uh, like hunting or keeping animals like, but there's this whole aspect that was in other games that makes sense to be able to do in this game, but you can't do it. And there, there's a bunch of other systems that are like kind of haphazardly in integrated as well. Um, like, uh, you have a stamina, which is your, your oxygen, right? Um, and it's basically like a stamina bar. You run and it reduces it. If you're right. over encumbered, you can walk quickly and it reduces it. Uh, the more over encumbered you are, the faster it reduces it. Right. Um, and that's, that's an interesting mechanic, but then you don't get hungry or tired. Fair. And the food is everywhere, just like all the junk items. Um, and you can buy it, but the bonuses for 99% of the food are not worth your time. Hmm. They, some items only heal you, and they heal you like three hit points. Yeah. And you start off with like 100. You got to eat like... 30 cheese sandwiches to make it worth your while, and then you're also carrying 30 fucking cheese sandwiches. Same, Starfield, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, previous games had uh, survival modes where you would get hungry, you would get tired, you would get thirsty, and you had to eat and drink and sleep, or you would suffer uh, negative consequences. Right. Uh, there's also an injury system Yes. Uh, which, which is, I, at first I thought was very interesting, but it really comes out to be not anything other than like an annoyance. 
and there's all these items that are basically only to heal these injuries. So like if you fall from a great distance, you can get a contusion or a fractured limb or a dislocated ankle or something like that. That happened to me. Yeah. And they have, they all have like, uh, and that's not the only way you can get it, but these, this is just an example. You can like get lung damage from contaminated air. Or you can get, uh, like, uh, if you're on a cold planet, you can get, uh, hypothermia or frostbite. Uh, you can get like burns if you like are in acid or whatever. So like there's all these things, but then like they're kind of inconsequential and then that makes the items that fix them inconsequential. But you, again, they're items that you find everywhere and you can purchase from vendors. But there's like a ton of these kind of systems that are like half-ass implemented. Um, another one would be like the fuel for your ships. Um, so like you have to travel in between star systems to, you know, complete quests. And I'm not going to complain about you not actually flying your ship because that's fucking stupid. You like, you want to take like... You want to compare it to Elite Elite Dangerous, where you have to fly for 75 minutes to get from two planet in between two planets in the same system. You can fuck off. I don't want to play that game. Um, Is there an option? Like, there's no option for you to fly yourself at all? No, not really. Oh, okay. I mean, you can fly, and you can fly for however long you want. And, like, there was somebody that flew from, like, Earth to Pluto or something, and it took them seven hours. But it was literally just, like, a decal. They got to it, and it wasn't, it wasn't actually a planet. It was just a decal. Oh. So then they had to... So then they had to the fast travel to it anyway. anyway. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, dude, I'd be pissed after seven hours. Yeah, but, I mean, like, they also were being a dumbass and flew to one planet for seven hours. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, it's kind of funny that they could actually do it, and it actually took them, like, yeah. a substantial amount of time. Yeah. Um, but, uh... There's a fuel mechanic, and they actually, like, implemented it in early builds of the game, and then they took it out. But they left the fuel as a requirement for your build on your ship, and, like, you have to have enough fuel to get to the next system. But it's um, assuming that when you get to the next system, you're filling up, even mm. though you're not stopping. Right. So, like, your fuel is kind of inconsequential. But you have to have it on your ship because they left part of the part of the system in instead of the whole system. The whole system. Yeah. And there's just like a bunch of shit like that. And and I don't. I don't have a problem with it being one way or the other, but it's like kind of half-assed, right? Because like it's it's like half-assed survival and simulator, and half-assed not right. at all. Yeah, right. Um, but then the you know that's that's one of the problems that it has. It has all these like half-implemented systems that are that could have been interesting if they were fully implemented, and instead we get like this half-assed attempt. Um, or, or nerfed attempt in the case of the fuel, because they, they've talked about that at length, kind of where they had it implemented, but they didn't think it was fun. So they took it out, but they didn't take it all the way out. So it's like, just take it all the way out. Right. Um, but so there's all these like half ass implemented systems. And then like, uh, one of the, the big things about that was supposed to be about this game was that you could do anything you want. You could be anybody you want. Um, 
but you still like there's a minor comp complaint about like still having protected NPCs. Like you can't just like go and kill everyone. Yeah. Right. Because you've got quest NPCs and it doesn't just like, well, you killed him. You failed this quest and this quest and this quest and this quest because you can't complete them anymore. Yeah, or which having... is also weird to change for Bethesda. Yeah, they, they did have that in some in some of the games and some of the games they didn't. So like yeah. that's like kind of half and half like. Yeah. And then there's like uh, the the problem. One of the other problems with like not being able to be whoever you want to be. Um, the main story, and you really have to play through the main story at least once. Um, and that will make sense to you if you play the game. If you don't play the game, then just take my word for it. You have to play through this main story at least once. Um, all of the characters involved in the main story are like complete fucking goody two-shoes. Which, like, the way that mm. I normally play rpgs that's not that big a deal because i usually at least play through one time as a good guy yeah and sometimes that's my only playthrough right but like i usually play like a you know at least chaotic good kind of character if not like lawful good character my first playthrough of the game yeah um and but like these characters give you no choice but to do so in their playthroughs, but then they also don't, they're kind of hypocrites. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some missions where they'll, they'll be like your companion, and if, and it's not like really like firmly delineated when it's okay to kill regular people. <laughs> uh, I've seen some interesting examples. I've been part of a couple of situations where I was like, "Huh, that person didn't get mad when that got that per when I killed that person." That's kind of weird. Uh, there's a mission for a faction mission where you're supposed to be like going through somewhere and being stealthy and not fight anybody, and there's just like regular ass people working there. Yeah, and if you get caught, those regular ass people pull out guns and start shooting at you. No. Oh. Uh, but, like, also, like, guards and stuff will attack you as well. Yeah. And I just fucking killed everyone. And my, like, basically almost paladin-like person that I was with didn't say shit. Whoa. They had no opinion on it whatsoever. But if I, like, go out on the street and just, like, shoot someone, they will literally stop being my companion and, like, give me a tirade. <laughs> yeah there's another quest that i saw somebody playing on youtube uh where they're you're supposed to talk to this person and while you're talking to them they're like extremely shitty to you and you have the option to attack them and the the person that was playing knew that so they went up and they were like fuck it i don't even want to talk to them i'm just gonna shoot them yeah so they walk in and they shoot the person they can't kill them because they're part of the quest and their person freaks out. Their companion freaks out and is pissed off. So then they reload. They talk to them, do one speech option. Then they have the option to attack them. They attack them, kill them. None of the guards in the room activate, and their person doesn't say shit. What the fuck? So there's, huh. like, a lot of weird, like, uh, uh, like moral stuff that's either broken or just like not fun does it work yeah yeah so like 
you because it's like basically like hey there's all this stuff where you could be a pirate yeah uh but like you can't hang out with any of the people uh that are part of the main quest if you're going to be a pirate you have to basically tell them all the fuck off yeah so like it 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 kind of like shoehorns you into the at least in your first playthrough it shoehorns you into playing a good character at least moderately good yeah um there was another one where uh they were getting attacked by this ship and you know you get attacked by a ship you blow it up nobody gets mad right yeah but they uh the person like knocked out their engines so they could board it they boarded the ship and then there were like regular ass crew in the ship but they were defending the ship and every time they killed one of them their their companion freaked out what the fuck <laughs> so they were mad about them going in and killing them individually and stealing the ship but they weren't mad when they just blew the whole ship up and killed them all in space like it's it's i it's not it doesn't work right um huh. ethical quandaries <laughs> Yeah, um, a lot of people are having problems with uh, some of the procedurally generated content um, because the planets, the planets are all placed there, and the the basic uh, like format of the planet is is already made, but it procedurally drops uh, like instances on the planets and they're usually attached to radiant quests so like bounties so like if you become a ranger it's like hey go kill this guy at this abandoned mine on this planet and that's like procedurally generated and placed on the planet um but you can go to that planet before you get that bounty and that shit is there okay mm. um there aren't that many instances <laughs> so like you go to a planet and you see uh, this pharmaceutical lab that's been abandoned. Yeah. And then you go to another planet and you see this same exact pharmaceutical lab that's been abandoned with oh. all the same loot locations and all the same enemy locations. And everything awesome. is exactly the same. That was uh, that was a big point of contention with Destiny and their world events. Yeah. Because they only had like five world events. Right. And they happened all the time, and that was the in-game content originally. Right. Was Which and, the Radiant Quests, like other than like I'm I'm other than another thing, are basically like the end game content. Like you yeah. you go around and you like just survey worlds and like explore and like do radiant quests for the different factions that you become part of and yeah. those all send you to these instances and like i've seen i don't know probably like 15 or 20 of them i guess there's supposedly 30 um but i've seen some of them upwards of 10 times wow Jesus. There's one that I've seen so many times, I know the exact layout and what everyone will have on them. There's too many Pidgeys in this forest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, too many Zubats in the cave. <laughs> um, and, and, like, a lot of people are like, you know, you could either completely pre uh, procedurally generate the instance, or you can procedurally generate where the loot is, so that at least that's different. Or something like it. It always has like different kinds of enemies, but they're always in the same place as the last time. 
So like you can go there one time yeah. and it'll have pirates. You can go there another time. It'll have spacers. You can go yeah. there another time. It'll have Varun and you know, and that changes. Yeah. But literally that's, the world of from destiny. Yeah. That doesn't, God, that fuck. doesn't change it enough. And there'll be different levels, but then like the gear in the boxes and stuff is the same. That's bullshit. So like the guys will have different level shit, but the stuff in the instance will be the same. And it's just like this is what the fuck is this? What is yeah. happening? That's annoying. It's super annoying. Um There's some other stuff like uh like different factions don't have like as cool of uh storylines and that's kind of subjective. The economy is pretty broken and a lot of people were taking advantage of shit to like accommodate it there's just like lots of little tiny problems with it that amount to a lot uh but i think the the idea of the game and most of the execution of the game are pretty stellar um so i i honestly give it like an eight if if it didn't have if it either like got rid of the systems that were half-ass implemented or whole ass implement them, uh, or like make it like a, a survival mode, which was one of the things in, I think in new Vegas and maybe in fallout four. Um, I, I think that would like fix a lot of stuff and then give you a lot more options for, uh, uh, companions and stuff for uh, different style playthrough styles. They can't really fix the main quest as far as like them being goody two shoes and like because you meet this one person that's supposed to be from like this evil religion that has been exiled by the rest of humanity and like the first time they show up they're just like slaughtering some bad guys like literally like they shoot him once the guy falls down and then they unload the mag into his corpse <laughs> and you're like oh yeah this is gonna be the cool person and then i found my people yeah i found my people and then they're just as fucking goody two-shoes as everyone else that okay you're like what the fuck destiny again <laughs> yeah so and like i don't know it, it's 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 a really cool game like building your ship is fucking awesome. Like there's some tweaks that need to be done to it because, you know, I mean, it's really kind of the first time anyone's done this for like a mass audience. Right. Kind of thing. Cause like faster than light exists, but like you don't like walk around in that in a 3d environment, you know? Yeah. So like, I don't know. Uh, it, it needs a little bit of work, but like, it's really cool. Um, the, the space, like, the the actual uh, space combat is really well done. Uh, I think this has the best gunplay of any Bethesda game. Um, melee is worthless, so melee needs some work. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and, like, some balancing stuff, because, like, you'll go into a place, and there'll be, like, level eight guys, and then, like, so I went into one the other night, and it was, like, I was fighting, like, between level eight and level 40 guys, and then the captain was level 94, and I'm level 69. 
Yeah, nice. Yeah. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> and I don't know. But I think it's an eight. I think it's really good. But if you go to play it, especially if you're going to play it a lot, prepare for everything I just complained about. Right on. Yeah. I'm still been playing it. Not as much as that. Yeah. I think I have like 17 hours in it. I think this is the most I've put into a game as as fast as I have, which like I it kind of puts a lot of, uh, you know, what I think of the game. Like I think it's a good game. I think it was worth that time, but um, I also think like I've seen a lot of the cracks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, th- but I have seen stuff on on the internet that I haven't seen in my playthrough yet, and as far as like problems and or just like neat stuff, because there's a lot of neat stuff. Like um, when you go to planets, um, you can't just like if you know that there's a city on a planet and you've never been to that planet or that system before, you can't just like go and land at that city. You have to like go into the orbit of that planet, and then you have to go down to that planet. So, like, when you're going in between systems and in between planets that you haven't been to before, you're forced to be in the orbit of that planet before anything else happens. Mm -hmm. And there's random encounters, and there's a ton of them, and some of them are very interesting. Um, There's also, like, a lot of, like, uh, references to sci-fi stuff, like horror and, uh, uh, you know, other action and stuff like that. Right. Um, like there's a there's basically like a ship that's basically like the uh Nostradamus. Ooh, okay. Um, and there's like an alien on it and everyone is dead and it's super creepy. I'm into that. Uh there's one that I haven't found yet that's like uh everyone that works on the ship gets like ghost sicked and dies. And, like, when you go on the ship, you, like, hear stuff. Yeah, I like, I haven't found that huh. yet, but Whoa. I've seen it. I've seen the, a video of it. But there's, like, a bunch of shit like that. Um, you just, like, That's cool. find stuff or, like, you run into a guy that, like, sings to you. He just, like, hails you and sings. And he, like, has, like, four song, four different songs that he sings. So you, like, get a different one every time you see him. Okay. But there's a bunch of cool shit like that. There's a guy that asks you if you, uh, if anybody's contacted you about your extended ship warranty. <laughs> That's uh, pretty great. And you can actually buy a warranty from him. I don't know that it actually does anything, but you can actually buy one from him. That's funny. Uh, yeah, but there's tons of cool stuff in the game. It's just like some stuff is either broken or not fully implemented or... Like, not what they said it was going to be. Which, I'm not talking about the space travel. I know tons of people are complaining about the space travel. I think the space travel and the fast travel and stuff are fine. Um, I think the biggest problems is, like, you know, companions being fucking all the same. (laughs) And, uh, you know, just some of the stuff doesn't work the way that it should work. So. But yeah, I think it's still a really good game, though. There's so much to it. 
that I haven't done everything and I've been playing it for almost 200 hours. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a long time. And I could play it if I did the same amount of stuff every time I redacted, I could play it for feasibly like a thousand hours. Damn. Yeah. I'm not going to. That's a long time to play one video game. <laughs> not, not, in the sa- not at the same pace that I've been playing it. I right. need to like do other things with my life. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it, I, it's been a good time. Good. Glad you've enjoyed yeah. it. I'm having fun with it. But yeah, that's, that's what I got for Starfield. Dave? Yes, Shane? What's in your VCR this week? I'm glad you asked. Because since it is... The spooky season. Spooky season. My favorite season. I'm going to watch... Ooh, spooky. I'm going to watch all horror-related tapes. Do it. This month. Uh, Starting with... I don't know why I started with this one. Um, A tape that I found in a box that I forgot I had. Oh, God. uh, Called (laughs) Shadows Run Black. Okay. From Uh, 1984. uh, What? Okay. Um, the synopsis of this movie is a detective investigates a series of killings committed by a serial killer known as the Black Angel. He begins to suspect that it might not be just a fandom group of murders. A random group of murders. A fandom. I don't know why I said fandom. A random group of murders. Okay. Um... The only really thing I could talk about this movie is that there's a very surprise like actor in this movie. Yeah. That I'm like, holy shit. It is a super young Kevin Costner. Oh. Has like a really small role in it. Oh. He's like uh one of the girls that gets murdered. He's like their uh boyfriend. And okay. he's like a suspect for a short amount of time. That's random. And he's super young, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's Kevin Costner. And yeah. I looked, I'm like, yeah, he's in this movie. <laughs> That's so weird. They actually waited. It was filmed in like 81, I think. Uh-huh. But they waited like to like 84 to release it because Kevin Costner was in it. <laughs> That's <laughs> weird. Like, oh, we're going to wait. This guy's going to be big. Okay. It's happened um, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's really not much to talk about this movie. It's very slow. Um, it's just kind of very boring like it's not even a horror movie like all the kills are like you just see like these gloved hands that like go bad reach out to a girl and they go ah and it cuts away uh, and then maybe like blood dripping boo. or you see like boots behind someone and then ah sad yeah so like it's it wasn't great yeah uh i couldn't even find a rotten tomato score <laughs> cool uh so the dave tomatoes Give it like a 20%. Yeah. Like, I had a hard time, like, just, like, wanting to care about this movie. Like, not a whole lot happened. There was some funny, like, scenes of, like, ah, like, like just, like, yeah. but couldn't really tell you, like, the main character's names or anything. Huh. Like, it was just not that interesting. Okay. So, kind of a disappointing start to my spoopy tape season. I'm sorry. But I got some wild ones that I can throw in there that I'll probably throw in there. Yeah do it i have one called alien beach party massacre that i don't know much about that sounds like it's right up your dark alley i think i'm gonna have to (laughs) talk about my butthole (laughs) 
I didn't mean to. Let's <laughs> just talk about my butthole. That's my private space. <laughs> yeah. So shadows run black. Twenty eh. <laughs> percent. Wow. Dave, Dave Tomatoes. Glad you watched that for us, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. See, I'm watching them so you don't have to. We appreciate that. If you guys run into tapes, send them to me at Dave. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Santa. You just address it to Dave. Yeah, yeah address it to Dave. Show up to his house. I'll find, I'll find it. It'll get to me. <laughs> I'd love just a box of tapes I ran away to my house and just says, Dave. Dude, how fucking scary would that be? <laughs> scary, but also like, fuck yeah. Tapes. <laughs> Don't put the one that doesn't have a label on him. That's the first one I'm putting on. God damn it. I'm fucking proud of you. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Russell is the irresponsible one. You're right. You're right. Curious. I like curious. Irresponsible. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Shadow runs black. Shadows run black. 1984. Bad. Bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, since the end of that, do you guys know what, time, what it's time for? No. What time is it? It's time for Hugging Big Brain with Dave. Hugging Big Brain with Dave. I got a fun one. To right. go with the spooky season. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I have a Halloween quiz. Let's fucking do it. You guys ready for the Halloween quiz? Yeah. Yep. There are no multiple choices on this one. Okay. Yeah. But first, I need buzzers. Shane, what's your buzzer? Ah! Perfect. Russell, what's your buzzer? Ooh. I'm startled. <laughs> You guys ready? Yeah. There's 10 questions. Okay. There may be more if we want to. Who knows? Okay. Uh, number one. Yeah, I'm ready. You guys ready? Yeah. What was the ancient Celtic fall festival that was a precursor to Halloween? Oh, fuck. Why am I dumb? I don't know. Woo! Russell. All Hallows Eve? Incorrect. Okay. Shane, you have a guess? Uh. Fuck. Yeah, feel like we should know this. I know we should definitely. I feel like you, Shane, specifically, should know this. I know I should know this. Fuck. No, I don't know it. Give up? Yeah. Sam Hain. Oh, motherfucker. I didn't think it was called Samhain. Samhain is really how it's pronounced, uh, I believe. Samhain. But Samhain is what. Fuck me. Maybe later. All right. Yeah. Question number two. You're, you're actually like 27, though, right? 33. Yes. 33. Okay. Just, just in case. You got one of those lights where I can... Make sure it's authentic. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. What does the word Halloween mean? Ooh. Russell. All Hallows Eve. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you. Correct. Give it to me. What is this? Hallowed say? evening. Hallowed evening. It's close enough. Okay. I mean, Dave's the judge. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty I close. Also, I also. <laughs> Never mind. You don't get the point. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> 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 
I think that's close God. enough. Sure. Hallowed okay. evening or holy night. Uh, because Halloween is a Catholic holiday as well. Mm. Yeah. Number three. All right. Is ready? Yep. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> what is America's favorite Halloween candy? Hmm? Favorite or most sold? I assume that means most sold. Ah! Fuck you. Shane! Candy corn? Incorrect <laughs> and kind of gross. Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with the second part. Yeah. I like the pumpkin ones. What is it, Russell? Russell, do you have a guess? Uh, ooh! Russell! Uh... Reese's cups? Correct. Correct. Good job. That was my second guess. Yeah. My first guess was also going to be candy corn. So yeah, we're, I'm just helping you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm the only person I know of that actually likes candy corn. You actually, like? Candy I do like corn? candy corn. I actually, don't hate it. Fucking but like hate candy corn. I like the pumpkin yeah. ones a lot more than the the candy corn ones. I can eat like a whole bag of candy That's corn. That's fucking gross. Do you know the candy apple candy corns? Those are good. Oh, those are good too. Yeah. Uh, but Reese's are is my favorite candy. Fun fact. I mean, that's just my favorite candy in general. Same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number four, Russell is winning. Yeah. Do I have two points or one point, Dave? You have two points. Okay. How is Laurie Strode related to killer Michael Myers in the Halloween movie franchise? Ah! Shane! In which movie? <laughs> in the original series, she is his sister. In the new trilogy, they are not related. Correct! It was a trick question, and you got it. You okay. nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, Shane. I'm so proud of you. That was awesome. Thank you. I love those movies. Yeah. Halloween 3, underrated. That wasn't a question. Like, not really a <laughs> Halloween movie, but it, it's, it's in the series. It's real good. Uh, number five. In what state is it the norm for trick-or-treaters to receive full-size candy bars on Halloween? In which state is it the norm for trick-or-treaters to receive full-size candy bars on Halloween? Ooh. Russell! I'm going to go with New Hampshire. Incorrect. Hmm. Ah! Shane! Uh, New York? I don't... Incorrect. I don't know. Oregon. Oregon? Yeah. Oregon. What's, oh. what's the go... What's, isn't okay. there a state that's like a go big state or some shit? I think it would be that one, but I don't Texas? think that's Oregon. <laughs> Texas. Yeah. That's <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> no, it's like the state motto. Something about... Go big? I don't remember. I feel like that's Ohio University's. I don't fucking <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know. We're doing bad. Yeah. Uh, Russell's still winning. Though. Yeah, two to one or three to one? Three to one, right? 
Reese's and Hollow's Eve. Hollow's Eve. Oh, yeah, so just two to one. Two, two to one. one. Number six. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was the original purpose of bobbing for apples on Halloween? Ah! Shane! Uh, make sure you weren't a witch. Incorrect. But good, I like that. Russell, you have an idea? Mm. Ooh. Russell! Uh, it, wasn't it like, uh, almost like a kind of like baptism to like, uh, like ward off evil spirits? Incorrect. Okay. It was a secondary guess. Yes. To make sure the apples were good. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were rotten. I like that idea, but also incorrect. Okay. Uh, it's actually fortune telling. Specifically predicting, specifically predicting whom a woman would marry. Each apple represented a different suitor, and whichever apple the woman ended up biting into was said to represent her future husband. Mm. Weird. Yeah. I always did feel weird bobbing for apples. Actually, I don't know that I've ever done it. Have you guys ever bobbed for apples? I did when I was very young. I don't know if I ever did or not. I, I feel like I had to have, but I don't remember it. I remember doing it when I was very young. Yeah, I think maybe when I was a kid. I yeah. definitely haven't done it as an adult. Yeah. Until this it... year. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we're about to put Dave at the bottom of all the apples. Yeah. Carve your name in all the apples. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you will. Then we Cast won't eat them because they'll have weird fucking like face grease <laughs> face water grease. in them. <laughs> Number seven. Gross. Hair product. You guys remember number seven? Yeah. Name the haunted San Jose, California home that grew from eight rooms to 160 rooms while owned by an eccentric rifle heiress. What? Name the haunted San Jose, California home. That grew from eight rooms to 160 rooms while owned by an eccentric rifle heiress. Ah! Shane! The Winchester House. Correct! <laughs> it's the Winchester Mystery House. You described it, and my brain was like, rose red, rose red, rose red, rose red. And I was like, no, that's not fucking it. <laughs> Are we tied now? I think you are. I think we're tied now. Yeah. We're tied. Uh, there's a little fun fact for you. From 1886 till her death in 1922, Sarah Winchester, uh, widow of William Wirt Winchester, continuously, add, continuously added on to her California home, which began as a modest farmhouse. Perhaps the spookiest feature of this labyrinth-like mansion, doors and stairwells that lead to... Nowhere. Nowhere. Why didn't the boys ever go to that house? I don't know. The state's like protected. Well, I mean, they didn't actually have to go there. Well, no, I meant like copyright, copyright protected. Because hmm. there's not like a whole, there's not, it's not in like media a whole lot. I think there's been like a documentary about it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Is right for number eight? Yeah. Yeah. What was the original name for candy corn? What was the original name? For candy corn. Ah! Shane! Sugar shit. 
<laughs> uh, incorrect. <laughs> Russell? Got any ideas? Just lob no. a little name out there? I don't. I don't have any ideas. What the fuck? I don't know. Give up? Yeah. Chicken feed. Oh, son of a bitch. Chicken feed. <clears throat> Number nine. Uh-huh. Which famous magician actually died on Halloween? Ah! Shane! Was it Houdini? Correct! Uh, yeah. Mm. Passed away on Halloween day. Mm. Are you winning now? I'm winning now. Are you really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you like what a comeback! Yeah, don't call it a comeback. Shane's been here for years. I've been here the whole time. Yeah, the whole fucking time. Yep. Pick it up, Russell. Number ten. <laughs> wow. Oh, I had to hear it for one question in this game. <laughs> How did Houdini's wife attempt to communicate with him after his death? Ah! Shane through a medium. Like the crystal ball? Incorrect. Okay. Russell? Uh woo. Oh, I'm dumb. Russell. Uh with with a with a medium at his like viewing thing, right? Like with his dead body there in the room. I think there's a specific word he's looking for. Yeah. I don't think that happened either. I know what the answer is. Incorrect. Okay. It was a seance. It was a seance. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Houdini had promised his wife, Bess, that if he died first, he would send a message in code. Uh, one that only they knew. Within 10 years, uh, if communication between the dead and living were possible. On Halloween night in 1936, the 10th anniversary of his death, Bess made her final attempt to reach her deceased husband. The result? No message from the other side. Uh, Houdini forgot his wife. No, it's just blackness. He probably thinks it's only been like 20 minutes because ghosts can't keep track That's of time. That's true. That's he was an A24 ghost. an A24 trope, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, it might be a trope, but I like it. Okay. Uh, that's all I had for the Halloween game, which Shane won. Yeah. Shane won. Russell has it make all you feel. The <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel like a poser for saying Halloween's my favorite holiday. Hey, man. I mean, I can't believe I didn't get that first one. <laughs> I just think of Danzig. Yeah. No, seriously, I was just like, I kept saying Sam Hain in my head, and I'm like, that's not the event. That's like a pagan god thing. It's not. Because the actual thing is Samhain, right? Yeah, or it's pronounced yeah. Samhain. Yeah. Everyone says Sam Hain. Yeah. Yeah. This is the end of Hanging Big Brain with Dave. Hanging Big Brain with Dave! Which unfortunately means. No, don't say it. It's the end of the show. Ah, fuck. Right? It's I've only, been about time. It's, it's only been, been a long <laughs> fucking show. It's only been four hours. <laughs> um, Lots of editing. 
I've been yep boy. Yep boy. And with me as always is the Shane Dog, <laughs> aka Shane Nasty. Ew, this is creepy. Oh, also with us is Russell the Love Muscle. Oh yeah. AKA <laughs> Producer Russell. Thanks for joining us on the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network. You can find us on all your social media by searching Drafty Q, Drafty Quarters Productions, or Drafty Quarters. Just Drafty Quarters. That's probably the easiest way to find us, honestly. So find us, follow us, like our stuff, share our stuff, comment on our stuff, help us get that visibility, help us get this show out there. And you can find us on Patreon, where you can donate $1 a month $1. to our general support tier, which has some backlog episodes up and more coming up soon. Uh, so please check that out. And then also send us your comments, thoughts, concerns, or more dirty limericks. Yes. Yeah, dirty limericks. To our email at draftyq at gmail.com. And check out our Amazon wish list in the show notes. Thank you, Russell. You're welcome. Oh, buddy. Uh, I guess there's only one more thing to say. We'll catch you on the flip side. And don't let your meat low.